0: Hello, welcome to Philosophy Weekly, episode 6, where we talk about the latest Apple Tech News Rumors of the Week. Before we get this episode started, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Appleosophy, Twitter, and Facebook, and you can visit our website at AppLosophy.com. So, the first story we have is Ruby's talking about Philip, known as Everything Apple Pro. He's back at it again with some funny drawings of iPhone related art, as well as making light of current news topics like the FaceTime issues. He's on Instagram under the tag Everything Apple Paints, and we highly suggest that you check his page for yourself. Moving on to the next topic iOS 12 is now installed on 4 out of 5 iOS devices. Apple has shared another update on its iOS 12 install base. Since the beginning of the year, Apple has seen another 5% increase in iOS adoption, with 80% of iOS devices now running the latest software. Apple noted that the update numbers of its App Store developer page last time was was updated on January 1st this uh, this year. At at this time, 75% of all iOS devices were running iOS 12, with 78% of devices 4 years old and newer running the latest version. As of Apple numbers yesterday, 80% of all iOS devices were running iOS 12, with 83% devices 4 years old and newer running the latest OS. Back in December, Apple noted that 70% of all iOS devices have installed iOS 12. So this last period, about 8 weeks, showed the slowing growth of the same 5% adoption increase that happened during the 4-week December to January period over the holidays. Moving on to the next store, Apple Pay is now officially available at Target. So Apple a few days ago has sent out emails to some customers letting them know that Target officially accepts Apple Pay. This means that all one thousand eight hundred and fifty locations across the U. S. should now accept Apple Pay. This is something that both Target and Apple promised for tw- for twenty nineteen, as it looks though it is now officially available. So here's what it said in the email. So Apple, uh, this is what it is basically they send the email. The easiest way to pay in the store. Shopping at Target just got more convenient. You should now easily and securely purchase all your to-go items with Apple Pay. Okay, so Apple Pay now available at Target. Uh, I haven't been to Target yet. I'm going to go to Target soon and check it out myself. Uh, but be sure to go to... The, we have a post about it on Apple obviously so be sure to comment down on that post and let us know if your store accepts Apple Pay. But if Apple's sending out emails, it must mean that all 1,850 locations should support Apple Pay now, so this is very interesting to see. Moving on to the next story, 16-inch MacBook Pro with all-new design expected in 2019. The 13-inch model may gain 32GB of RAM. Apple will release a new MacBook Pro with a 16-inch to 6 point, 16.5-inch display in an all-new design for 2019, according to Apple analyst Min-Chi Koo. Analyst ming released a research note looking at Apple's releases in 2019. So, MacRumors obtained a copy of this report, and uh, so you can look up this information on MacRumors, but, um, but mm-hmm. unfortunately the report provides a few details beyond that it's all new design, suggesting that Apple is revamping their current MacBook Pro design. A 16 to 16.5 inch screen will be the largest screen Apple has provided on the MacBook Pro since its continuation, of the 17-inch MacBook Pro that was released in in 2012. Personally, I almost forgot about the computer that Apple used to sell 17-inch MacBook Pro. So it was interesting to see uh Apple going bigger again because last time they went bigger was with the 17 MacBook 17-inch MacBook Pro, which was in 2012. But uh but so they've been close followers of Apple's MacBook Pro refresh cycle and they've been expecting Apple to continue with the current design until at least 2020. The MacBook Pro last saw a redesign only two and a half years ago, so it it may be possible it'll go with the old design still, but maybe just have more RAM options and better specs because it's only a two-year-old design, but at the same time, I really feel like Apple might go for a new design. But Q also says that Apple may add a 32GB RAM option to 13-inch MacBook pro without providing further details so right now it's a little bit early so the predictions are a little bit not i would to say sketchy but it it's a little bit early right now to tell uh but uh but the MacBook the MacBook Pro is expected in 2019 so i I'm, I'm expecting around september maybe october this year so we'll learn more as the time comes to around that time we'll probably learn more about it in the summer Sprint says 5G launching in May, but slower speeds than other networks. Sprint will finally begin to roll out to what it calls 5G in May. The U.S. carrier announced on Monday, today, although without speeds possible on some of its competitors' networks, so the launch cities will be in Atlanta, Chicago, Dallas, and Kansas City. Houston, Los Angeles, New York City, Phoenix, and Washington, D.C. should come online by the end of June. In every case, only parts of the city will have access to uh at first will be New York City, for example, which will launch sections of Midtown and lower Manhattan. Sprint won't be the only so sprint won't be using the same millimeter wave technology as its rivals, but because it doesn't have the necessary licenses but according to the verge, uh, they know that instead it'll rely on mid-band spectrum in combination with massive m i m o technology. Which should, uh, uh, nevertheless, offer speeds in excess of most existing LTE connections with the right hardware. So Sprint's doing it a little bit differently comp- uh, with its competitors. And also, uh, uh, Sprint's T-Mobile, T-Mobile, Sprint, they're merging together s- to help create 5G. So it'll be interesting uh, what we see in the future with them. But... But basically the care's first phones that support 5G for on the Sprint Network will be the LG V fifty thin Q five G. Alright, I'm just gonna say this right now, that name does not sound good. Um but saying LG V fifty thin Q five G just I don't know, that name doesn't sound good to me. And also 5G will support Sprint on the Samsung Galaxy S ten five G model. But that's only after exclusive Verizon launch. And an AT- and also an HTC 5G hotspot should be available this spring. So, the CEO, Michael Combs, said that as the merger of T-Mobile goes through, Sprint will be able to deploy 5G faster with wider coverage. The deal faces opposition from parties concerned about shrinking competition in the U.S. in the U.S. telecom industry. So... What you're probably thinking, what's Apple when's Apple gonna add five G to their phones? Well, Apple isn't expected expected to add five G to iPhones or iPads until twenty twenty. Um but that's probably because of the legal battles with call Qual- with Qualcomm and also the slow modem development at Intel and the fact that General Five G chemistry remains small by the by the time this falls uh iPhones are ready. So from what I can gather from this, the development's slow but they're still working on it. Okay. I like to um if Apple resolves those legal battle of Qualcomm and the and if Intel uh goes faster on the development, we can potentially see five G coming faster to iPhones. But right now, uh iPhones only support LTE and five G will be coming in for their models. Now moving on to the next story AirPower and new AirPods set to ship in the first half of 2019, and also a new iPod Touch with faster processor is also expected. Apple's long air AirPower wireless charging mat—like you guys are probably thinking—wait a second, what's AirPower? Well, I'm asking the same question in my head when I read these reports about AirPower because Apple's been hiding it on the Apple website. For a fun fact, there's only one—there's only one mention of AirPower. On the Apple website. And it, I I believe it's under what, the AirPods page. If I'm correct. I'll have to double check that. But it's it's really. I'm really mad that Apple. like i rather. This is my opinion. I'd ra- I rather have a good product than a defective product. Okay. So I'm glad Apple's taking the time. I'm just really disappointed that Apple announced it. Like I don't know. One or two years ago. When the iPhone 10 was announced. I think it was a big mistake for them to announce it that early. And they instead of just. Instead of doing all these sneak peeks, they should have announced it later. Like maybe right now. Like they announced it right now. Like and they said it'll release at the at the in early twenty nineteen or mid twenty nineteen. I think it'll get better press on it, but it's just it's just kinda of ridiculous in my opinion. But at the same time I'm kinda of happy because I don't want a defective uh air power. So Apple's a long way in air power, rather than charging at and a new version of AirPods with wireless charging support and upgraded Bluetooth connectivity will start shipping in the first half of 2019, according to another. To, according to the reliable analyst Min chi So Kuo also expects the new iPod Touch with faster processor to launch in 2019. So I don't really know what processor. Uh, uh, he didn't go. He did the Apple analysts didn't go into that that much, but we could see maybe an A11 or A12. Or maybe a little bit earlier, like A10. But I really think they're going to add A11. I could be wrong. I'm just guessing. I'm just making a wild guess. But it's totally possible. And also... um, So there's also been another report that... uh, Specifically placed the launch of the new AirPods in fall of 2019. And it's a little bit... And the report was a little sketchy. um, But now... We got a reliable source from Q, and he gives another reason to believe that the new AirPods and AirPower will be shipping in the first half of this year. So, we'll keep you guys updated on Apple's AirPower. Um, actually, AirPower is in production. Same with Apple's uh, new AirPods. I read that they're in production. A few reports said that. So, Apple is working on it. Uh, but the question is, when is it going to be released? That's the main question. So moving on to the next report and story. Customers emailed to Tim Cook said to have helped shape Apple Watch development. During the time of Apple CEO Steve Jobs was well known for personality responding to some customers emails uh, he received which has led him to some of his best replies being collected in the book. Customers who email uh, current Apple CEO Tim Cook also occasionally receives responses. And a CNBC report over the weekend reveals how these emails are processed and often shared with other exec- executives within Apple. Alright, so here's what CNBC said uh, in their report. According to people familiar with how the process works, Cook has an assistant whose job is to read the mail, forward some to him for personal attention, and share others to a group dis- distribution list of executives on the relevant teams. They forward the letters to their reports and so down the chain. Many of those Dear Tim letters are ultimately passed around by rank and and file employees, according to one of the current and two former employees. Alright, so this is what CNBC said. And here's also what they said. They also said that after Apple Watch launched in 2015, the company uh, promoted a variety of features on it, including communications, entertainment, and health, and fitness infinite uh, tracking but then the misses started pouring in from users describing on how the device alerted them to potentially serious medical conditions and even saved lives after this apple began shifting their uh, view of the watch more towards health features so another uh, one from more this story is also via mac rumors so mac rumors reported on this and cnbc but one former Apple employee reported described the emails as a surprise given that the Apple Watch wasn't developed to pick up heart rate irregularities at the time another former employee said similar emails showed Apple that the device could have more positive impact on health than anyone at the company has previously uh, realized and the re- also the report goes off in noting how emails often help maintain staff morale especially for those employees who don't have external face and role And can't talk about the products they're working on. But if you guys want to read the article, you can read the rest of the article on Mac rumors and CNBC. And the last report for today, Apple's COO, Jeff Williams, is very aware of concerns over Apple product costs. So Apple CEO, Jeff Williams, spoken at the Elon University on Friday, February 22nd, and spoke uh, his history in joining Apple in 1998. But the news source, The Times News, covers his talk in detail. Williams also questions, also accepts questions from students um, from in the audience who are listening to his uh, speech. But uh, one of the students asked him if Apple had any plans to reduce prices, considering the seemingly large margins on Apple products based on analyst reports. Williams dismissed those reports, suggesting that the actual cost of development isn't considered. So here's a quote. The stories that come out from the cost of our products have been the bane of my existence from the beginning of time, including our early days, Williams said. Analysts don't really understand the cost of what we do and how much care we put into making our products. So he also goes on exp- uh, to explain that to build the Apple Watch activity tracker, Apple's built a lab with 40 nurses and 10,000 patient uh, participants. This is really interesting. That's a lot of people sign NDAs, <laughs> and then Still Williams uh said that it's an era, It's an area that they're totally paying attention to, but he said that something that's uh it's something we're very aware of. He said we do not want to be an endless company. Uh, that's not what we want to be, and uh, Andrew- and also Jeff Williams said that we've got a lot of work going on in developing markets, and. I'm thinking, I wonder what developing markets. Well, maybe streaming. There's been rumors that Apple's going to announce their streaming service in March. So, it'll be interesting to see that. Um, going back to the Times article, they also go on to cover Williams' talk about the reason his reason for joining Apple back in 1998. As well, how he feels to be uh, part of a company that's been so successful. But, pricing on Apple's flagship, iPhones has been cited as a factor in iPhone sales and performance because... Uh, The iPhone XS Max starts at $1,100. Okay, and Apple's flagship phones are increasing in pricing over the years, so the prices are just getting higher. So, this is one of the reasons why iPhone sales are underperforming. Well, that's all the news for this episode. Um, we'd like to apologize for the issues we had during the live stream in this episode. But we had issues with audio. We had multiple issues. And we promised these issues would be resolved in the next episode. But thank you thank you everyone for listening on this short Apple Aussie Weekly episode. Um, but uh, we'll I tr- will just also like to let you know that we have some special guests joining in, in the next few weeks. So be sure to stay tuned to Apple Aussie Weekly. And also be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And also we'll be coming soon to Pandora. I can't tell you when exactly, but we're working on getting on Pandora. We're, on, we're also on Amazon Alexa. And also be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at AppLosophy, and check out com for the latest Apple tech news and rumors. That's it, for th- that's it for today's episode. My name is Holden Satterwhite, and thank you for listening. This episode of AppLosophy Weekly contains a small amount of explicit language.